when people have a big house and a big car, like, cool, but, like, when you die, like, no one's going to be like, oh, they had such a big house. Like, no. <laughs> it's, like, the connections you make with people, things that you've done to, like, better the world or, like, live in your authenticity. Hello, hello, aloha, namaste. Welcome to Vicarious Diaries. I'm Jeffasaurus Rex, your host. This travel podcast is all about journeys abroad and journeys within. Today's episode, we have the pleasure of learning from Kelsey Beasley, the girl from Canada who at the time quit her job to travel the world. I first met Kelsey through a friend and we shared a very special ecstatic dance ceremony. Shout out to Soul Movement in Toronto for their beautiful breakthrough events. After a few short car rides and exploring some of our own backyard, I loved hearing about Kelsey's adventures into the unknown and her comical cultural encounters with storybook-like characters. Kelsey's backpack is full of solo female travel, as well as a metamorphosis that took place on the road and back home. From dog bites in Laos to epic sunsets in Hawaii, Kelsey found herself asking, what is this all for? So grab your bag, let's book a hostel, and let's start walking. (laughs) Okay, so... Kelsey, where? What country are you from? I'm from Canada. Yeah, you're my first Canadian. You're my first Canadian guest. Wow, I'm honored. And <laughs> and I nicknamed you the the girl who quit her job to travel the world. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I know, right? That's like it's so cliche, yeah. but the most cliche thing ever. I'm a pretty cliche girl, though. I feel like. <laughs> but is there anything wrong with that? Like, I feel oh. like I feel like that's what you have to do. You have to quit your job. Made me happy, so I don't care if it's cliche. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So, I know you said that your parents and your cool ass grandma apparently <laughs> were really into traveling. Tell me about your grandma. Actually, I want to get to like the roots of this. Yeah. So my grandma. Um, was a teacher and so she's a bit ahead of her time she had five kids and was not a stay-at-home mom which was very odd for someone living in a small town um and she actually went back to school when she had five kids like all under the age of 10 um and then i guess she just never got around to doing what she had wanted to do when she was young So when she retired, she just made the decision that she was going to go and travel to all these places that she really wanted to go to. And um, she did it in such a cool way because she would do things like wolfing. I I remember hearing stories about her being in New Zealand, working on a sheep farm or like in Hawaii. She would work. She worked at, I don't know, a plantation maybe or something in Hawaii. But she would tell me stories about how she would go into the hostels and she'd want the bottom bunk. And there'd be a bunch of kids in the bottom bunks and she would buy the kids beer so that she could get the bottom bunk and do trades for them or like give them beer so they would like do her laundry. Um, She's just like really cool. She went to 
Africa um, and a bunch of countries in Africa and did volunteer work, Easter Island. So yeah, she kind of, and when I was, I was probably like 10 to like 16 when this was happening. So I knew it was happening, but I still feel like I was so young. So it was like very subconsciously planted in my mind. It's like only now I'm like, wow, that's so cool that she did that. She just like totally did it for herself. Like she's married and my papa was alive and she was just like, okay, well, you don't want to come. I'm going. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a big inspiration. So. And your grandkids and nieces and nephews will say that about you someday. They're like, wow, Uh, I can't, I can't believe she did that. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) It's true. Right. Like, (laughs) and, and the fact that she did it, like she asked her husband and he didn't want to go and she's like, well, I'm going to go do it anyway. I think that's, yeah, that's what a great relationship to allow that. She's very, like I said, ahead of her time, just most people you meet in her generation aren't as open-minded and um, you can kind of have that generational gap where with her, she's very open-minded. She's very liberal. She's very much do what you want to do, do what makes you happy. Um, So yeah, she's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. She's really interesting to talk to too. Cool. So, (laughs) so yeah, obviously you've got some genes in you that make you an explorer Yes. And like thinking about way back in the day when people would go from like that's a real thing. Like I feel like I feel like everyone has some sort of these genes and it's the the ability to act on them. Like when you think about people crossing the the sea like way back in the day, crossing the Atlantic Ocean, they're like let's go see and if there's another land we can take take over and grow new crops and it's like the people who didn't choose to do that they were also taking a risk hoping that like where they are is going to flourish for them so i just know that like you've said travels in your blood like tell me what does that mean yeah i like i said i think from an early age my parents really instilled in me and my sister an independence um that led us to travel I know for my dad travel is really important and my mom too like before I went on this big trip it was so funny because they were kind of talking about all the places that they had been and they had been to like the same places but just had done it separately Um, and then growing up me and my sister like we went to overnight camp from a really early age my grandparents uh, live in Vancouver so they would send us to Vancouver or we would like literally live at a campground with my grandma all summer like there was very much this part of them that knew it was important for me and my sister to not be so I don't want to say like attached to home but we had like the ability to go out and do stuff and not be scared um yeah so like I I I participated in an exchange in high school and like a lot of that stuff was because my parents really encouraged me to do it because they saw the benefits that it had on their lives um yeah so definitely in my blood and my sister's the same way we just have like this crave like we crave exploring and seeing new things and it's really interesting to see how it's evolved from like when I was in grade 10 and traveling to now when I'm like almost 30 and traveling (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've been traveling for 20 years or whatever yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's so cool and like some people like your grandma like they want to see earth while they're here and 
I'm kind of the same way. Like I, I used to want to be like, you know, I, I want to go to every country and stuff and like yeah. come to the realization that like probably don't, I probably won't be able to do that and like don't need to do that. Like, yeah. So I definitely come to that realization too. I used to be like, <laughs> I want to be go to like 25 countries by the time I'm 25. And then I was, I don't know. Now I'm kind of like, but why? Like, what's the, oh, sorry, my, the phone's ringing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of just like, why? Like, I, I want to get to the root of why I feel like this desire to be at 30 countries because, I don't know, it's kind of lost the significance that it had. It travels something totally different to me now. Me and my sister went on a backpacking trip in Europe for about a month and a half, and we really only hit up major cities, and we right. were in the cities for maybe like three to five days. And at that time, I was like so excited, and it was my very, it was my first backpacking trip, so there was a lot of excitement, but there was also a lot of burnout, and there was also a lot of like at the end of that trip, I realized like I want to see countries, like a city, cities in Europe are a little bit different, but there are certain cities like Milan it's a beautiful city but there's certain times when you're like I could be in Toronto right now like it's a city <laughs> right like you kind of you can't experience a country by just going to their major metropolitan areas and I really realized that in that trip and like moving so quickly also you just like don't have the time to sit down and relax and I'm definitely more of a slow traveler I've learned I prefer that I like to make connections with people and I'm not someone that can make instant connections with people often so it takes me time so if I'm moving from city to city to city within like three to five days like I'm just meeting people and then being and then I'm kind of moving on and I don't have much of a memory from that place because I didn't have those connections absolutely and we talked about this when we were in person and it was yeah. very eye-opening because i i've done some trips that have been 10 days and you know your first your first day and your last day are kind of like travel days too where you're you're not actually doing too much other than like getting prepared and getting to the airport early and so basically, if you do a 10-day trip, you really only have eight days and, mm -hmm. you know, and then if you probably have some things you definitely want to see and then you don't have any time to, for spontaneity or just relaxing, like you said, at a coffee shop and <clears throat> yes. pe people watching. That is my, that is a priority for me when I'm traveling. I need a good coffee shop session <laughs> of just watching people and enjoying coffee <laughs> yeah and looking at their regular lives yeah and that's like the things that I when you were talking about what inspires you it's like moments like that that really pull an inspiration because that's to me I would much rather be there and see people in their everyday lives and kind of embrace the culture in that way rather than be in a museum with a bunch of other people that aren't from that place I like I appreciate museums and I appreciate people that love museums, but I've like come to terms with understanding that that's just not for me. And I forced it for a while. Like I remember when me and my sister started our Europe trip, we're like, I guess we should go to a museum. Like we should, we should probably do that. Or like in London or we're in Amsterdam, like we should probably like, you know, learn something. But we quickly realized that that just wasn't genuine to us and it was causing a lot of our burnout because we were doing a lot of what we thought we should and not actually just listening to what we wanted to do. 
thought you should yeah that's yeah that's a big so... thing for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually i mean i could i could jump to that question um you had said that that was something you learned i think you said in cambodia i believe yeah. what was the story about that it was, yeah it was interesting because i cambodia was the end of my trip but um like I said, I don't think I learned a lot of my lessons until I got home. And this just stood out for me. This story stands out to me like really clearly because I had just left my sister. She was flying home early and we had done Vietnam all together and I had um, two weeks. So I was like, I'm going to go to Cambodia. And I quickly met these two girls who were quite nice and we got along really well, but it became like apparent really quickly that we all had different agendas but because I was kind of alone and I wanted so badly to be a part of something and they had kind of latched onto this other group of people that were I don't know how to put it nicely but they were just like rude people like I remember we were on a bus and they were smoking on the bus and the bus driver was like can you please stop smoking and they're like they basically said no and like they, they were we paid to be on this bus and like I didn't want to be around the people but I also didn't want to be alone and in hindsight, I think I, like, now if I had gone, I'd be like, okay, well, see ya. Like, I have things to do, and I, I'll i go do it by myself. I'm more comfortable with myself now, but it was more, it was definitely, like, I thought I should stay with these people because um, if I'm traveling with people, like, I must be, like, likable or, I don't know, like, all these, like, weird insecurities and not, yeah, and instead of just doing what I wanted. So I sacrificed a lot of what I wanted to do to, like compromise with these people that I didn't really necessarily need to compromise with so yeah and that happened throughout my trip it really did but it was kind of interesting that that was kind of like the last hurrah and I think that was like one of the biggest lessons of traveling that I learned is like it's really important to make sure if you're going to all these countries and you only have a limited amount of time and it's a lot of money that you're putting into it to make sure that you're doing the things that you want to do and having the confidence to know and the worth to know that like you can do that yeah so that was a big lesson <laughs> yeah that that's really interesting because yeah. i i relate the same way where in four months traveling europe and like couch surfing the majority of the time i was always with people and I felt like there were a few days where I was kind of, I would say at a hostel and same thing. Like I, I would be on my own and I'd, I'd feel obligated to, Oh, you would meet someone like, let's go do something. And it would a few times. I remember going to see like the inside of a cave one time and I happened to just do it by myself. And there was a couple, a random couple that showed up and they didn't speak any English. So it was just <laughs> me and this random couple who did this cave in Portugal it was only three people on the little tour and yeah to be honest it was like it was quite lonely and like i felt like you know that's a story i've never told anybody yeah <laughs> but like why would i um but i think it's important to understand that you don't always have to be with other people and you can enjoy your own company and there's that really nice quote that if you can learn to be friends with yourself then or what is the quote if you can be happy with being by yourself and be friends with yourself then you'll never be alone yeah and that's that's a good point yeah yeah totally and just like like we've talked about before when you're kind of doing what you love and in your authenticity people are attracted to that and at that point it was like in hindsight it was so clear to me that I wasn't and I was only attracting people that were at a lower like vibration than me because 
that's where I was like putting myself at. And I didn't think that I could go and see this temple by myself or go to this like cool restaurant that I heard of by myself because like something must be wrong with me if I'm going by myself, <laughs> which is like crazy. Cause now I would do stuff like that all the time. But even like the transformation within two years and I think I needed to experience that and have that like big moment to realize that like, whoa, Kelsey, like this is not how you should be living your life. Like you can't let other people dictate your life or like your insecurities that you don't need to have and you can work through dictate your life. And the cool thing about doing things by yourself and doing the things that you deep down love is like you said, you're going to end up attracting new people anyway who are doing what they love. And like, I'm a huge believer in, you know, like, sure, uh, online dating and things like that, that can work. But my advice would just be Go. You have to do things on your own or go do things with friends that are things you love and you're just going to intertwine with people who are also doing things that they love and you're going to fall in love, meet great people. So. Yeah, totally. You might have to visit like a few caves by yourself, but <laughs> eventually, like, I mean, if you believe in it, the universe or whatever is going to pull those people to you, right? Because you're raising your vibration, you're raising your worth. You're like, I'm not gonna settle for these stupid people that <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but these people that are like literally have no respect for for things that I feel like you should have respect for. So that's yeah. hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's a that's a good joke. The uh, the cave. Yeah. Oh, you're into caves too. Um, you're a cave fanatic. I, yeah, I remember being in Spain and I went to do a cooking class to cook paella mm -hmm. and I went by myself and I sat at a table. I'm always like when I get to a restaurant, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I'm not facing the wall at, at a restaurant. <laughs> That's like, I don't know if anyone else thinks about this stuff. I'm like, I can't face a wall. So I'm like, I got to be on that side. And I'm like, and if you're with a group of people, it's like, I'm trying to feel it. I'm like... Who am I going to get along with the best? Like, I got to pick a good seat that like, and cause, and I remember what happened was I sat down with a bunch of young people and like most of them were couples and they were from New Zealand and Australia. And I was just sitting there and I could just, I was asking questions. I'm by myself, right? I'm like, so like, how's your adventure been so far? We're all travelers and uh, tell me some stories. And they were just like really boring and like, I was, or they just weren't giving me anything. And I'm like, this is weird. And I looked at the table that was directly adjacent to us. And there was a, a variety of ages. And I, I just knew, I was like, fuck, like, how do I get to that table? Cause same thing, I'm traveling. I'm like, every day has got to be amazing. But, mm -hmm. but, and what I did like towards the end of the evening, I was like, you know what, screw this. I'm just going to stand up and like, go join that table. And like, that's so stupid. Like, that's like a insecurity thing where it's like oh i chose this table i can't leave but I hurt their feelings like yeah <laughs> but i'm really glad that like i went and walked over there because instantly like i met this cool californian couple who were like they were they had their instruments with them they were busking across europe and i met like this older dude who was super cool so i think it's important to yeah don't be afraid of like settling and like you know if if you feel something like Mm -hmm. express it and go after it 
I I read that you said that maybe the initial one of the reasons for doing all this traveling was to to be cool and I almost feel like I I almost feel like that was sort of a part of reason I started traveling a lot too because I'm like so yeah because I, I laughed when I read that because I'm like yeah people who travel are cool and it is it is hard to post videos and pictures of like how cool your life is um look at all these these crazy places I'm going to and a lot of people are like stuck like doing a an hour commute every day but yeah tell me about that yeah, like as I was reflecting and going through all my trips and then you said, I forget what the question was, but, um, or how has travel changed you? I I wholeheartedly believe that when I first started traveling, it was because I wanted people to think I was interesting because I didn't think I was interesting without something like that. And that goes back to probably a lot of other insecurities and just like growing up and being young and not knowing what you want. Um yeah, I was put my I put tra- my identity became travel. Like I was the girl that traveled and then I quickly got lost in that and then all of a sudden I wasn't traveling and I lost myself and then I think when I even when I went to New Zealand when I was uh, 25, I was like, "Oh yeah, like I'm cool. I'm going to New Zealand." <laughs> like, look at me. But as the trip unfolded, it that's when like my conscious totally started to shift and it was so clear that I had to be doing these things for a greater purpose and to kind of open my mind to where it was supposed to be. And I even said like, that's when like the girl that was inside of me that I think had wanted to come out for so long, finally started to come out because I was seeing things and getting new perspectives and all of a sudden traveling wasn't for other people anymore. And it was for me, um, which was a huge shift because yeah, for the majority, like even things like I remember at one point when you're in New Zealand, the big thing to do is bungee jumping. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to bungee jump. Like that's what people do. And I was sitting down and talking to my friend who was going to do it. And I was like, you know what? If I was going to bungee jump, the only reason I would do it is to post on my Instagram so other people could see I bungee jumped. I'm like, I actually really don't want to do it. <laughs> so that was like a big thing for me. I was like, wow. Like, Kelsey, a year ago, would have just bungee jumped to, like, show people, like, wow, look how cool I am. Like, you you better like me. But now, at that point, I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. Because I, deep down, just don't want to do it. There's nothing in me that makes – it's not fear. It was just, like, I genuinely don't want to do it. And I'm not going to because I'm doing doing this for me. I'm not doing this for other people. So – and the same thing with skydiving. Like, so many people were doing that, and I was like – I honestly have no interest (laughs) and like being able to just be okay with that and not, I don't know. Yeah. It was a huge shift for me to basically, yeah. Think for me and not for how other people would perceive me. Yeah. I think, I think that's really cool. Like when, when the, this unknown Kelsey starts coming to the surface Mm -hmm. and before I ask you, I wanted to ask you if that Kelsey on the surface started to retreat when you got back from traveling. But I think, mm-hmm. let me, all right, let me just ask you that. And then I want to ask you about the New Zealand. But sure, ask, after you go to New Zealand for a year, right? So yeah, I went to New Zealand for nine months and then Australia and then Southeast Asia. Like that was all together. And so I was out of Canada for a full year. And this 
this new Kelsey yeah. emerges and you don't really want to come home? No. So, yeah, I remember being, like, very excited to come home when I was leaving New Zealand. And then I entered Southeast Asia and I'd already booked my ticket home because I was going to surprise my parents for Christmas. Um, And I had, I think, like three months or something in Southeast Asia. And I remember being in Cambodia and then having that, like, pretty shitty experience and just being, I knew that people I had met and really connected with were in Thailand for Christmas. And I was like, like, part of me is just not ready to leave. Um, But like the should in me was like, you got to go home. Like you did, you said you were going to do a year. It's a year. It's time to go home. So and my ticket was already booked, but yeah, I don't think I was ready to leave. And yeah, but I will say like, I, the girl that I am now really started to emerge in that time. And then she didn't really fully come out until after I got home, because that's when you, like when you're traveling, you're changing, you're seeing so much, you're meeting new people, you're getting new perspectives, but there's all this like external validation that's hitting you and not validation, sorry, like um, excitement that's hitting you. So you don't have to like, you can be sitting on a mountain looking out of the ocean and reflecting, but like you're in a cool, really freaking cool place, right? So you're not like, oh, like without all this, what am I? But when you're like sitting in your childhood bedroom and, and like, you don't have any friends in the town you grew up in and you're it's like the middle of February you're like (laughs) well who am I like that's when like the real work started and I was like who am I what do I like what do I want to do and like to be honest I still don't know the answers to a lot of those questions but I'm a lot closer and it was travel that really like got me to that point like it showed me that there's a bigger world out there And, like, things that I think I knew were hitting me as I was traveling or even, like, being in Southeast Asia and just seeing, like, the amount of privilege that I have growing up. Like, that stuff's, like, hitting you, but there's so much going on. You don't really have time to reflect on it. And then all of a sudden you get home and you're like, wow, remember when I was in that village in Laos and, like, that happened? And then you can really sit there and think about it. And that's when, like... I was like, I needed this because this is who I am. I needed to see those things because this is this is this is the Kelsey that has like been dying to come out. So, yeah. That, that <laughs> no, that's good. That's back to the question of making sure you, tr- if you can, travel for more than ten days because I think it's important to have time for reflection on your travels because every day normally you're doing something new and you're doing something for the entire day where you're just exhausting yourself and your brain um, is constantly adapting and it doesn't have time to sit down and just process and allow things to stick and Mm -hmm. you know when you are traveling for like a year you can think back you know it's been a, a week of traveling feels like you know a month back home and when that happens you you want you want to just write in your journal about four days ago you're like wow i can't believe i was uh bathing elephants four days ago and now i'm like on top of a mountain and you know that's some really cool stuff but yeah when you come home you know there's just so much that happens you you can't even remember every cool thing so that it's important yeah to to have time to reflect 
Yeah, totally. And like going back to my Instagram, that is like, was such like a thing for me because I'm not a journaler. I really tried. I tried so hard. It's just like, I, it's just not in me. Um, I mean, I journal, but I can't be writing about like what I did in a day. Um, but I love taking photos. And so going back to my Instagram, those are like when, when I was like in hard times, I could go back and be like, oh, yes, like remember that time or like I, I like to make videos and stuff and I can go back and be like, I remember how I felt in that moment. And that there's like something so amazing about like being able to go back to a place and like remember how you felt and like especially now that I've grown so much and like literally the last two years since I've been back have been like the most like growth I've ever experienced. It's so cool to be like, wow, like that's who I was and this is who I am now. But like, that's, they're all a part of me. If that makes sense. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's the same thing for identifying with trauma and tragedy in your life and not identifying of like, this problem is who I am, but it's just a part of the path I was on and it's shaped who I am. It's not who I am, but it's shaped who I am and it's a piece of my story. So yeah. Yeah. Going back to even just like putting my, my identity in travel. Like now I'm like, that's not my identity, but it's a part of me. And without that, I wouldn't be who I am. So I see it that way. Right. And if I'm going to travel now, it's because I think there's something for me to learn in this place. And, and like, yes, I will. I'll post Instagram photos and they'll be like, hey, look at this cool stuff I'm doing. But I don't really <laughs> care if people, like, honestly, deep down I can say I don't really care if people are looking or not. It's just like in three years I'm going to be able to go back and be like, oh, look how far I've come. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I had a friend asked me she asked me if i could go to any country in south america what country i'd go to and like top of my list like i would love to go to machu picchu and get that like iconic photo like i i do want to do that like that is like i love those photos anybody who has those photos and i would love to go to um any country in in south america but to be honest if i if i ever go to south america like i'll probably go to like paraguay or uruguay where Mm -hmm. i don't know if i've ever met anyone from those two countries or i don't know anyone who's gone to those countries mind you people from south america maybe go to those countries more often but i think sorry this is a long rant but i think that's a way in life is important to feel unique and you can be unique by doing your own version of traveling and like you said when you were in New Zealand you're like I don't have to go skydiving like even though that's the thing to do exactly like it was like I'm only doing this because everyone else is doing this or like people are gonna be like oh you're so cool you went skydiving and I was like but I actually don't want to (laughs) like so why am I forcing myself yeah And then it's even more interesting to see people who do love skydiving or do love rock climbing. And you wrote about that. And I love that too. And when we were at Soul Movement together and Mm -hmm. we saw that girl on the ring. And I remember just saying, I'm fascinated when I see somebody in their element and they've spent countless hours doing that. And for some reason, that ring for them is like, that's love and life and when i see that ring like my personality is i'd love to learn that however i'd much rather put a thousand hours into the guitar 
that mm-hmm. just works for me better. So what do you, f- tell me what you think about like seeing someone in their element. Yeah, so when you ask about like what gives you inspiration or where I get my creative inspiration, it's really like seeing people that are doing something that might be a risk, but also like they're doing it for themselves because they love it. And there's, of course, it's like amazing when you see people that can do that and get a paycheck. But like it's very clear when people are doing it for a paycheck and when people are doing it for something greater than a paycheck. So like I get a lot of inspiration from YouTubers. Like I love watching YouTubers and like I have a very select few that I watch. And they like you can tell like they bring life to my life because they're they're in their element or they're just being themselves and they can like it's amazing that some people can be like literally vloggers and film their life and people are like this is the best thing ever and they're like yeah I just made dinner but it's because they're like in their element they're in their flow like to me that is like the ultimate or like even just seeing people like creators on Instagram another like social media platform like I follow a lot of art accounts because it's so cool to see these people like people creating something and then having the confidence to put it out there and even if it's not like the best thing in the world or to someone they're like that's not good but like to me it's like I can tell when it's like someone the person that made this loves this like they put love into this so yeah those are like my big inspirations and seeing someone in their element or even like like tonight actually before this I was at a yoga class and there was a live acoustic guitarist and he was so into it and I was like you're making this so much better for me because like you are so into like what you're doing right now yeah yeah Yeah, that's that sounds like a great night of yoga with live music that's amazing yeah and like because he wanted to be there it made it so much better because like how many times have you gone to I don't know I've been to concerts or music festivals before where you see someone that's like just so excited to be there and like way home the first year I remember watching Hoser and he was just like geeking out because he was like so like he was he's like I can't believe I'm here I can't believe I'm doing this I'm so excited and then you see someone else like a major headliner who's like not as impressed um, and not as like keen to be there and like you can tell I don't know I can tell um yeah yeah. I remember watching this video on this really this really high-end coach he was a basketball coach I think and he was talking about he made this quote don't take special for granted and he told this story that he'd give his uh, Team USA players his athletes a speech before they went out onto the floor and he would say you know when you put that jersey on you know although it has your last name on it and you know play for the logo on the front but don't forget how like how grateful you should be for having the opportunity especially like five people get to play in basketball on the court at one time and you know you get on an airplane and it and when you start doing all these special things like traveling and things like that it it becomes routine and same with musicians like when you have when you're on tour and i'm sure that's exhausting i'm always like sticking up for the other side yeah i know <laughs> but but at the same time like i'm sure there's a lot of celebrities and musicians who you know you forget that you forget that and it's not i mean that happens to me too like when i'm working and i get like free meals like you start expecting you're like oh like 
and i'm pretty good at like if i get a free meal i'm like um i'm not comparing or i'm like this is awesome um however i notice um my brain sometimes will you i'll expect like you just expect certain things and it's important to to not take special for granted to steal yeah, that totally. steal that coaches yeah i i 100 agree why don't you tell me about lao Oh, yes. Oh. I love Lao. Um, it was funny because when I was going through the list, again, like I remembered so much about what happened, like about Lao. Um, it was one of my favorite countries. There's a little town called Luang Prabang that me and my sister spent a bit of time in and I could live there. It was like a little European city in in Asia. So it was like very interesting Um uh, yeah, I just like, I got there and I instantly fell in love. You know, when you get to a place and you're like, just feels good. That's how I felt in Laos. We followed like a pretty standard, like backpacker trail because side note, I got bit by a dog. So I also had to, to like plan my trip out with my rabies. Okay. Wait, time out, time out for a second because, <laughs> because I'm going to Turkey tomorrow yeah and apparently they have like a ton of wild dogs there and i have my friend there and she's like oh yeah the dogs are so cute like you go on trails and they just walk with you and sometimes they like have a nemesis like a nemesis dog and like they'll have rivals and stuff i'm like that kind of sounds like it wouldn't get by in canada like wild dogs so i'm like a little bit nervous about yeah so how you got bit by a dog let's hear that story yeah um so um, I was in Pai, which is in northern Thailand, which is also an amazing place. Just another place that I felt really good at. And that actually place has a lot of stories, like really funny stories. Um, so I had been traveling for about 10 months and then me and my sister met up and her boyfriend was there. So after just kind of, and for the month before I met, I had been in Bali by myself. So I kind of had my guard up just as a single female, you kind of have to be like aware. So we made it to Pi, and it was like Halloween. So I hadn't really drank. I don't drink very much when I'm traveling by myself. And like, I have an inability to get drunk when I'm traveling because like, I think I just subconsciously know, like I need to look out for myself. Smart. So we got, we were in pie and it was Halloween and my sister was there and I was like relaxed and I got really drunk and like it was an accident and I was like petting a dog and it bit me and like, I was like dead sober. I was like, fuck this dog bit me. And so I was like showing like locals. I'm like a dog. And it was like the littlest scratch on my finger, <laughs> but like I was showing locals. I'm like a dog bit me. And they're like, Ooh, rabies. And I was like, <laughs> Oh no. So like we ran across to like a tattoo parlor. We're like, can you clean the cut? And I was like, do you think I have rabies? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like not getting like the validation I needed. So the next day I went to the hospital cause you have 24 hours after your bit to get a vaccination. And basically if not, like you're dead. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, went to the hospital and they were like, yeah, like no, if, if it breaks skin, like you need to, I don't think the dog had rabies. It was like asleep at the bar, but just like you, you need to be safe about that. So they were like, yeah, you broke skin. So you need to do the shot. So the, the way I didn't get my rabies shot before I went to Asia, cause to be frank, it was like a little bit too much money. <laughs> so, um, 
I had to get them throughout Asia, which like side note, I wouldn't recommend this, but it is actually cheaper to get the post rabies shots in Asia than to get the pre rabies shots in Canada. Um, so yeah, the way they work is you have to take, get a shot day one, day three, day five, day 15 and day 30. So that like completely changed me and my sister's plans because we had to make sure we were in places that had hospitals so I could get my rabies vaccination. They like give you a little card and like every time you go, they like sign it and like put a little sticker. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, I, um, my sister and I were set to go on a boat to Laos. It's like a big thing that backpackers do. You'd go on like a two day boat journey, but I couldn't go with her. So I had to send her to Laos and be like, can you go to the hospital and make sure that they ha have the vaccination I need? So we separated again for a little while. But um, yeah, when we were in Laos, we had to like go and find the hospital. And like when we were in Hanoi, we had to like go to the hospital. So just like, yeah, don't pet stray dogs. I mean, in Asia, <laughs> they're everywhere. And like, I was bad because even after I got my rabies, I was like petting dogs because I love dogs. Um, but yeah, if you don't want to like have a, the rabies situation, yeah, stay away from them. Easier uh, said than done. <laughs> I'm glad we had this conversation. I will be aware of that. Yeah, my so travels. actually, um, my sister because she went a day ahead to Laos or a couple days ahead because I had to wait till day three. Um, she uh, met this guy who was on his way to Laos too. And she was like, my sister was meant to come with me, but she got bit by a dog. So now she has to stay. And this guy was like, fuck, I got bit by a dog yesterday. And he had like a huge <laughs> cut on his leg. And, and he like decided not to go into Laos and go get a rabies shot because he had like a huge cut on his leg from a dog and she probably was like well I hope he doesn't have rabies and then she met a guy later on and she was like they were like oh are you traveling by yourself so she has to explain and she's like well yeah like my sister I, like is getting rabies shots and this guy was like I got bit by a dog like a week ago <laughs> so she just stopped telling people because it was like getting really awkward because like everyone in Asia has apparently been bit by a dog so I mean, if they're not, like, foaming at the mouth, you're probably fine. But, like I said, I was a little intoxicated. So, like, I don't have, like, a clear vision of what the dog looked like. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. What, yeah, good times. What, <laughs> <laughs> was it, like, a, a big needle or, like, a bad – was it – or that's nothing? Not... No, it's just, like, getting a flu shot. Okay. It's, like, funny because, like, when we were in – Pi, it's a smaller town, so the hospital was, it's not what you get in Canada, um, and, which is totally fine, but, like, no one speaks English, and, like, they're not supposed to, because they're not, like, you're in Thailand, so, um, but it's funny when you're there, and you're like, I need this shot, and, like, you don't know if they're giving you what you need, oh so, <laughs> and the same in Laos, like, the hospital again was like really small and also we were walking around the hospital for like 30 minutes and didn't see anyone so we were like, it was like an empty it was like a horror movie um and we find someone and I like show them my little thing my like thing that says but it's in Thai and they don't speak Thai and Lao and then so you're, yeah you just like don't know I mean I don't have rabies so I think they gave me what was right and then on my last day I was in 
Ho Chi Minh City, uh, Saigon in Vietnam. And the doctor was like, oh, I think that these like needles were like screwed up. Like I think the timeline and I'm like, don't tell me that. <laughs> Stuff like that. And then I walk out and uh, pet a dog and then a dog bites me. <laughs> oh no. My sister's like, don't touch any more dogs. Yeah. Great times. <laughs> That's hilarious. What? Yeah. Well, not really, but it's... In uh... hindsight, I mean, I'm fine. What is what is what is this water tubing bar crawl? That sounds badass. Oh, so like Yen Viang is popular because there is a bar crawl. So you they it's like a backpacker thing, like super touristy, but you meet a lot of really cool people. Basically, you get intertubes and they charge you for the day, and then you just go down. And then there's these bars, and they'll like throw a rope out to you and everyone, and you like all like hook on, and they pull you in, and then you play drinking games. And they're like, Hey, this bar's closing, gotta go to the next bar. And yeah, it's really cool, so lots you, of fun, so you dangerous. <laughs> so you, fl- you float in the tube down the river, yeah, and and, and why is it, in. yeah, that and, and then you drink. And why is it dangerous? It's dangerous because you're on a very fast-flowing river, drunk, <laughs> with, like, a bunch of drunk people. But um, everyone I went with was fine, but you just have to be – I feel like i got to tell the people that to be smart when you're on the river. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, That's that sounds really fun, actually, although it's touristy and, like, drinking. Like, yeah. But sometimes it's nice to – that's like feels like summer where you're just exactly yeah and lots of gopros were lost but (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a good time like i met a lot of cool people when we did that i love lao though definitely like an underrated country that most people skip but everyone that goes really likes unless you're like i think unless you're really wanting to like party a lot then like just skip it and go to vietnam but i don't know I really enjoyed it. And you get the water tubing, so there you go. There's the party element. <laughs> More questions. What do you, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> I wanted to make a comment a while back, and it just came back to me about when we were talking about, and it kind of is in line with this and, like, accomplishments and stuff and how um, – what we were talking about like oh yeah like look at all this cool stuff I've done I had a bit of like a turning point recently I went to Hawaii to visit my friend that I had met in New Zealand and we had like a really good trip and you could tell we were like at different places in life and um it was like interesting to see how much we had changed and like the development and he was coming home from his travels so And I had already been home for two years, and I was like, you're where I was at when I came home. So, like, it will be so interesting to see you in two years. But I had a moment when I was, like, sitting on the beach, and I was, like, in Hawaii looking at this epic sunset, and I was kind of like, but what's the point of this? And, like, it was interesting because I was like, like, this moment is great, but, like, if I'm seeing it as, like, look at me, I went to Hawaii in ten years, like, that doesn't matter. It's, like, the connections you make with people – that matter or the things that you've done to like better the world or like live in your authenticity and like really like if you're living in your authenticity then you can give the world that love right you can't love the world or love the people around you if you're not loving yourself so yeah I just wanted to comment on that because it was like so interesting where I was like 
even a year ago, I would have been on the beach and been like, yeah, like I'm in Hawaii. Like I gotta like, look at me. I'm so cool. I'm in Hawaii. But now I was like, but what's the point of this? If I'm not like actually like doing anything with this like privilege, like I'm in Hawaii and like I have, I'm so privileged to be here. But like what, like if I don't do anything with that, then like, what's the point? It's kind of like when people have a big house and a big car, like cool. But like when you die, like no one's going to be like, oh, they had such a big house. Like no one's going to that. <laughs> like it doesn't matter, right? Or like, oh, wow, I went to 30 countries. Like, but no one's going to be like, but she went to 30 countries. Yeah, so. she lived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, I think people would be like, would say like, wow, like she had such an exciting life, but. I don't know like don't you want like you want to like she had a great heart sorry keep going yeah i was gonna say it's not even about people talking about what i did it's like the feeling that you left people with right or like even if you don't have anyone in your life like if you are i don't know i'm going on a tangent now but if keep you are going in like your bliss and like your flow and like your authenticity even someone you meet at the grocery store is going to be like, oh, like that, I felt good. You know what I mean? Like, even if you never see them again and you're just like standing next to them in the grocery store and smile at them because you're, you love yourself and you love your life, then like that's going to like spread out to them. Anyways, I'm done now. <laughs> no, that would, that's really great. Yeah. Because, yeah, when you do go to the other side, people are going to talk about, you know what you how you what kind of legacy you're leaving and what they remember and mm-hmm. you don't want them to remember like the material things like you want them to remember a positive way that you made people feel and exactly. that's that's so important and and like the accomplishments like you said i wanted to ask you that actually i really liked what you wrote you said it's funny when people think of accomplishments that the first things that come to mind are certificates yeah diplomas other than like what did you say yeah I was just I so I asked my sister because I was kind of like right like I'm stumped on this like what I have accomplished because in my head I wanted to be like well I have like good friends that I've maintained a relationship with but I'm like but that doesn't that's not that doesn't sound like an accomplishment and she but we like we kind of had a rant about it and she just like put it into words so much better than me and it was she was just saying like basically like that stuff doesn't matter at the end of the day like it like it's a fucking accomplishment to get out of bed (laughs) or brush your teeth like it really is like that it's a miracle that you're alive to start with so it's a miracle that you can get out of bed and like when you look at life through that, that lens, like everything is so much better. I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves and then there's this thing where like, okay, well I got a really good job. So like, I'm so accomplished. And then that that's like an instant gratification. And then like in a year you've lost that. So like you need another better job or you need a promotion. And like, it's this constant pursuit of happiness. And so when I look at accomplishments, I, I like, and she said it so eloquently, I forget what she said, but like, it really helped me to like internalize what I had been thinking. Cause like I said, we're like twisted soul sisters. So like what she's thinking, I'm usually thinking, but she could, she could articulate it. Um, basically it's like the connection that she has. And she was like, I look at my accomplishments like I have you, someone that like understands me wholeheartedly. I have my boyfriend who's given me unconditional love. I have these, my like, tight-knit group of girlfriends that like I'm so thankful for and those are accomplishments 
like they're growing and changing every day and it's constant work. But like when I view that as accomplishments, like I can go to bed so much more happy because I'm like, I'm here, I've made it. This is like, I'm sorry, I'm never going to make it, but like, this is, this is what I want. Like I'm in a place where I'm not feeling like I'm constantly chasing something. I don't know. So I I don't know if I, (laughs) no, I, I probably wrote it out a lot better, but no, I, I love that. And Sometimes it's easier to get someone else who you know really well to talk about your accomplishments for you in things that you might not see. And just like you said, really small things that if you can appreciate and and not take those for granted and be aware of them for sure, like brushing your teeth or, you know, keeping your room clean, like again, and then you're not in this constant huge pursuit of these big, big accomplishments, which are important too in their own Mm ways. Oh, totally. But that, that is great. And that's a great little tool or activity to do for someone else just to, uh, that's a great way to compliment people. Yeah, I definitely, you need to look at it from like the small, okay, there's a guy I met in New Zealand, actually, he was like the craziest guy ever, he was a local, and he would always be like, small achievable goals, and he'd like walk around like in the beach I always stayed at the first place, and he'd always be like, small achievable goals, Kelsey, like that's always the motto, <laughs> so it's funny, <laughs> that you. <laughs> that's so cool, that's, yeah. Uh, that's why I love traveling so much, like you said, because yeah. you meet these characters and you meet people who get ingrained in your brain with sayings and quotes. And yeah. and those are that obviously stuck for you. And that question on the questionnaire that says, like, what do you want more of or less of in your life? Like, that was a direct question that somebody asked me when I was traveling. And yeah. I just kind of like took a, a take back and thought... Yeah what a what a great question like that's nothing i've really something i've never really considered yeah no totally yeah it's just like so many people have so many different ways of doing things right and you have to like you learn that in travel right you're like oh wow i never thought and like even perspectives you're like oh i never thought of it that way so yeah people are cool (laughs) yeah people are i'll tell you one more story (laughs) when i took this life coaching course I think there was like most people there was probably like 50 people in the class and most people were like 40 and above probably maybe not maybe like 35 30 above and then there were a couple people who were you know I was like one of the youngest and then there were a couple other people who were very close to my age and there was this guy who he was from Ukraine and he was just kind of an oddball he had an oddball personality that you could just tell he stood out amongst everyone. Mm-hmm. And my friend was, he called them the coyote where he was just kind of like, I don't know enough about animal spirits, but he was saying that he, in a group society, like sometimes there's just that one character who's just totally on a different level than everyone and like being okay with that and, yeah. and being aware of it because it's like, I don't think he's aware of it. That's just who he is. But yeah. Where, like, 
I remember I like put my hand up to answer something or share something, and then he was sitting right beside me too, so that was even funnier. And then he put his hand up to comment, and he pretty much just said the exact same thing yeah. that I said, and we, and we all kind of laughed. And he was like, he was like, yeah, pretty much what Jeff said. And uh, yeah. but but uh, and then also like this was really cool. He. He, he just got up like halfway through the session and he just started taking pictures of the classroom and then he started taking pictures of people in the audience and he's like, he's like, photo, photo for, for, mem- for memories, memories. And, and I heard one person say like kind of under their voice like, oh, like he should be asking permission, which is like such – which is true, but like such like – such an adult thing to say yeah. where it's like – just can you recognize that this guy is just in his element like he's like he's not gonna be like these pictures are for his heart like yeah exactly he's still a kid he's in his like kid zone yeah and and it's so cool to meet people like that and you meet a lot of people like that when you are traveling who are i love those oddballs that they make me understand what being unique means and and they make me laugh because they're so different yeah exactly you meet so many of them like I can think of a handful and I'm like you're just like crazy and like when I say crazy I don't mean that in a bad way like I whenever I say it I mean like good like you're just crazy and I love it like you're just you and like so you and you don't give a fuck (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) being the genuine self like which is one of the hardest things to do in life is a Mm -hmm. finding that self and then being confident finding that self and then being confident enough to just express it and not thinking about it like how often are we thinking about being judged and things like that but just being yeah you said that in your writing actually that was something you learned about just being just being which is hard like what that's i think i was saying like when you're traveling sometimes it's hard to just be maybe i don't know like for me at least it was even if i was just like by myself on a train or something like it was always really hard to just be because like there was always something going on and like I could be like looking at things and like and absorbing but it's like when you like really and it's hard to just be right like and I probably could have done it when I was traveling but I didn't have like maybe the skills or the experience at that point um but yeah there's just like sometimes you just need to sit down and just like don't think just be and just Oh, go. <laughs> just just be and just breathe. Be and yeah. be. Yeah, exactly. Like meditation, right? Like it seems like this big scary thing. And I remember when I started it, I'd be like, oh, like, like how long has it been? Like 30 seconds. <laughs> but now I'm like, I enjoy it and I get like a high off of it. And like I want to do it. And I don't do it as often as I probably like truly would want to but even before bed I'll literally meditate when I can't sleep until I fall asleep and like I just I always wake up feeling so good and like in tune with myself and or like go to yoga or go for a walk like meditation doesn't have to be like sitting down in silence because once you like figure that out you can just be like walking on a trail or even running on a treadmill at the gym if like you're like really in tune with yourself like you can zone out and just be that's really that's really good i like that and i've noticed two things exactly you don't have to just sit and meditate 
if I'm ever overwhelmed, even like today, I've just been go, 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 and I haven't stopped. And I mean, I have a lot on the go, but I haven't even stopped to just mm-hmm. just sit and breathe. And I've found that anytime I do like a, a, a 10-minute meditation th- halfway throughout my day, then it almost feels like I just woke up again, which is really nice. And that's always such a nice feeling. And or having this cold, I notice like I'm starting to get a headache where mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably because I'm not breathing very well. Mm-hmm. I'm taking like these t- really shallow breaths. And I notice that too when I'm ever overworked, I'll just go for a walk and just either let my mind do whatever it's doing or just mm-hmm. breathe. Take like really slow, long breaths and and it calms me down and it, it's something that people need to do more where like just breathe like and breathe out that stale air and yeah exactly yeah I think it's something that a lot of people like because I don't know I found like recently and not maybe not so recently because there's been like a shift in my life that I really noticed but like right before I was like around all these people that were like what's next what's next what's next what's next and I was like whoa like I don't want to be a part of this so it was really interesting like to see how I used to probably be like that. And now I'm like, no, like, let's just like enjoy the moment and like take this moment and like that. Yeah. So interesting how your perspective changes once you like finally start to like do things like meditate or like focus on like being, cause then it like comes into your every day. Right. So like even things like when I'm, I don't know, today at work, I went to a lunch and learn and it was a guy talking about interesting stuff. And I was like, a year ago, I would have been like, oh, like I got like 50 million things to do. Whereas like today I was like, I'm not going to bring my phone. I'm just going to go and listen to what this person has to say and just be in that moment, which would have been a hell of a lot harder if I didn't do things like just be for myself. That is so true to, it's so difficult to be in a situation where you're at a restaurant and if you're with one other person and that person goes to the bathroom, like your brain, at least people our age and younger, our brain like instantly is triggered, check my phone. Like that's yeah. that's what you do. And, mm-hmm. and, and just to be aware of that and then to not do it. And it's yeah. like, sure, like check your phone. Like it's a good time to like take a break. But at the same time, if you don't check your phone and you just start looking around and like being and, yeah. and just enjoying your your space of things you don't notice and I talk about this a lot and this is something I'm trying to to incorporate more in my life is to stop and stare a little bit more so like a painting like when you go to a bathroom at a hotel or you're in a a room or bathroom at a restaurant there's always paintings on the walls and some people are a little more observant than I am and but if you just like take an extra five seconds to look at a painting and either bring your emotions into it how it makes you feel but or just to try and notice something that you you wouldn't notice from just looking at it at one glance and it's it's instilling habits like that that help you be more creative i i read that that's one of the one really important way of how people get their creativity is people watching and mm-hmm. being observant of how people express themselves because anything you say in life the way you dress the way you act Mm -hmm. that's all expressions of your creativity 
And if you're sitting somewhere at a restaurant and actively being aware of what someone's wearing on their 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 logos or you know their bracelets and things like that it can tell you a lot about the person and you can if you're more aware of this you can start to use that for your own creativity but i wanted to ask you i guess like we talked about this a little bit but yeah where where do you get your creativity from or how does one practice the habit of being creative yeah, I think like I said before, a lot of my creativity comes from other creators and seeing what they've seen and like I'm not like stealing ideas, but like if I'm going through Instagram and I'm like see someone created something and I'm like that's so cool. Like I want to do something like that. It kind of will like spark my imagination and my inspiration. So I think that that's the big one, but also just like little moments like I think I said one of my favorite things to do and like people are always like you shouldn't have earphones in cuz you're going to like miss human like connection moments but like I love listening to music and like walking down a street because then I can like observe things in such a different way it's like my own little world my own little music video (laughs) right and like there are times when I'm like no I'm not gonna listen to music because I what if I run into someone and what if I have a conversation that's missed and I will have times like that but like sometimes I just want to like be with myself around people because like that's how I because I'm introverted, but I'm also have like extroverted qualities. So like I want to be around people, but I don't necessarily want to be like engaging with them so I can engage with them in my own unique way. And like, or even just like walking down like obscure streets. And I think that's why I like traveling so much now because like I can go like, I'm really excited when I go to London to like walk down like these like old streets and like see like the architecture and like the trees and the plants and like all the people and like their unique styles and like I for sure I'm gonna have my headphones in because like that's just what like really like I that's what that's how I like envision things I don't know it's just like that's my style so yeah that's I guess that's people watching it's like people watching street watching place watching like I don't know and you said not to do that in Vietnam yeah don't do that in Vietnam because you'll die (laughs) because you'll get hit by I was joking oh okay one of the things about Vietnam is like crossing the street is like terrifying because it's just like scooter bikes like going like this and you just have to walk and they just like go around you so like you can't do stuff like that in Asia which was good because I think it also taught me that I don't need that like I can walk down the street without earphones and be just as like just be right but like I also taught me how much I really enjoyed it because I found myself like missing it a bit. Because um, when I was in New Zealand, I one of the guys I worked with, I was like hiking on a trail with my earplugs in, and he was like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, you need to like listen to nature." And like it kind of stuck with me, and I started to feel guilty. Um, but then like in hindsight, when I was in Asia, I was like, "Oh, I missed this." So I was like, "No, like that works for him, but like this works for me." So. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I I have a few things to say, comment on that, where I remember in Poland, that was one of my favorite countries to visit because I felt like I was back in time and Mm -hmm. I got on this really old streetcar and I really like listening to my music too. Like sometimes throughout my day, 
if I just like put on my favorite songs, it just boosts my energy and fires me up. And mm-hmm. if, especially if I haven't done that in a long time and like I haven't done that for a week here and I got in my car today and I just like listened to a song and I just like, I do that sometimes when I'm traveling too, especially when you can find the right song for the setting you're in. And I've definitely had moments of inspiration come out of that too, which is, I mean, you're a in a new exotic beautiful place and you're listening to your favorite musician who is an artist i'm sure creativity can come from that totally as your body is just firing with like good hormone or like good chemicals and but i was gonna say i got on this really old streetcar in poland and the entire tram was full of like they were like 70 and 80 every single one of them i was the (laughs) i was the only boy on on the tram and i have my earphones in and i was like listening as we were going and i'm looking around me and i was like none of these people have earphones in none of them even had a book i don't think any of them had newspaper i'm probably exaggerating but point being they were just being they were just like like our grandparents they're just like that's yeah. the way that they've grew up with and their roots and they're enjoying the sound of the tram. They're looking out the window and, and, and observing that way. And yeah. I, I, and, and I took my earphones out, but I really like what you said that although your friend told you that, Oh, you have to listen to nature and stuff. I think of course, again, it comes back to balance. Like sometimes yeah. take your earphones out and when you feel like, you miss it, like pop them in and, and experiment. I just, yeah, it's like one of those things where it works for me. And if it doesn't work for someone else, that's totally fine. But I think for a lot of people in finding their creativity and inspiration, like you need to do what works for you. Because once again, if you're not like surrendering or going with the flow or trying to control like a creative thing, it's not going to come out the same and people will see that. So I, I also read that a great way to spark your creativity is actively like you said looking through your instagram at people who inspire you mm-hmm. is to just once a day set aside 15 minutes it's like a meditation and go through content of things that you enjoy deeply and yeah. and things that inspire your creativity and if you're really into movies like you know look at pictures of like film sets or like colors yeah. of of stages and and watch p- a little interview of like actors or or directors and if you do that like as a habit every day then you're gonna get ideas and he even said to like save those pictures put them in a folder and review them and a lot of people say that I mean, I I think you said that. You said I'm not a creative person, but yeah. that was maybe in the past. And a lot of people say that. And it, no one is born creative. It's a. I think it's an. We're all creative for sure. It's just an yeah. act of being vulnerable. And some people express it and seek it and and exercise it more than others. Yeah. Totally. I I think yeah. It was like things that came up in my childhood that told me I wasn't and it was like really empowering to acknowledge that I was a creative person I have like a memory from when I was in like grade one or something and I used to be like I think I was the kid that was like a little like crazy and like I was younger because my birthday's at the end of the year and like when you're between like ages four and five like I think that's a pretty big like developmental like 
I don't know, age. Anyways, I was like, everyone would like stand in line straight and I'd be like at the end, like doing crazy things. And I would like color, not in the lines. And I had a teacher that would say things like little girls color in the lines and she'd like make me redo it. Or she'd be like, pretty little girls, like, don't color in the lines, like, sit up straight and, like, color like a proper girl. And so, like, things like that, when you're little, you're like, oh, I'm not creative because, like, I can't be because when I was doing what I wanted to do, they were telling me that was wrong. So, yeah, like, things like that. So it was quite empowering when I, like, was 25 and, like, finally coming into my own. And, like, I remember last year I just, like, started painting. And I was like, I can't paint, but I was like kind of looking for a hobby and I started painting and I was like, I'm really good at this. Like, and my parents were even like, oh, we didn't know Kelsey could paint. And I was like, I didn't know I could paint. Like, it's not like amazing, but like, I've never done it before. And like the fact that I could just like pick something up like that and like see it in my head and put it on paper. I I think anyone could do that if they really like were in like their worth about it. For sure. And some things you have to, you know, I didn't just pick up the guitar and like some people can just pick yeah. up the guitar and just they can pick it up so quickly. And some people have to really yeah. work hard at some things. But it's cool when you can find those things like painting where yeah. naturally you just are good at it from the beginning. And Exactly. Like for me, I would love to learn how to play guitar. And I've tried so many times in the past. And like certain people would like shake their head when I say this, like I can't, I can't do what I've tried before, but it is really hard for me. Like it's not something that comes natural, but it's something that I am like super interested in. It's like, I can't get past the G chord. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I hate that identifying with those in, ingrained roots that could be caused from being yeah. in grade one and your teacher yeah. saying you need to color in the lines. Like those are yeah. deep roots, but yeah. But like the all these really common answers, oh, I'm so bad at names or, oh, I'm not creative and, oh, I, I'm not musically, um, musically, I'm musically challenged or I'm yeah. not musically creative. What do people say? Yeah. And it's like when I saw a Tony Robbins thing and he said, when did yeah. you set that standard for yourself? Like 15 yeah. years ago when like just – did you ever try and learn how to remember names and – like you yeah. never hear people say, "Oh, I'm so good at remembering names. I'm glad you yeah. told me your name." Like, yeah, totally. I've been, no. I've actually been practicing. Like you tell someone this, you're like, "Oh, I've actually been practicing remembering names." So, uh, what's your nickname? So, because um, yeah. I'm really good at names, so you never hear people say that. It's That's funny. so funny. I always say I'm so bad at names. Everyone so does, so right. <laughs> I'm going to stop that because obviously it's like, but it's true. It's like a story I'm telling myself, right? Right. But same with like the guitar. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. But like, who said I can't? It's just like, I'm not willing to put in the practice because I don't want to fail. Probably like, I mean, essentially that's probably what that's about. And, and it's definitely helpful to have other people who believe in you and mm -hmm. also other people who maybe can teach you in a way that resonates with you because you obviously can't connect with everyone yeah. can't connect with every teacher every teacher has a different style and if you can find a teacher that just gets you then that might be exactly what you need to get through that g chord right totally exactly <laughs> so it's about experimenting and yeah and realizing how bad do you want something I heard a quote like that. It said, what are you willing to sacrifice 
and give up in order to achieve this desire of yours. And for me, one of those was like singing. I'm like, I really want to learn to be a better singer and I'm willing to pay like pretty expensive singing lessons to get better because it's just important to me. And, and, and buying books and things like that. Um, Whereas, you know, you have to ask yourself that question, like, how important is, is it for you? And yeah, totally. Yeah. It's an investment, right? For sure. Yeah. Before you go. Yes. (laughs) This has been a great talk, but we can definitely do another one if you want, because I feel like there's more to be said. Yeah. And I was going to say, I should have told you to go through your pictures too. I don't know if you did that. I mean, every day I'm going through pictures. <laughs> I just on Instagram every day. Okay, perfect. Okay. Because that is helpful too to spark old memories. Yeah, I love yeah. looking at old pictures. But yeah, no, you did the podcast. This episode couldn't have been better. Thank you for sitting down for like three hours to talk oh, about. Of course. It's like good conversation, right? So I'm always about a good conversation. It's cool doing this podcast with you because not only am I like listening and thinking about a response and relating to a story but there's times in the podcast that you'll say something where i can already see i'm like gonna use that because like it's just a a vision you see yeah yeah you see it before it happens yeah and i love that when i'm i'm obviously getting more in touch with with yeah my my imagination and and seeing it before it happens and i think that's how people like authors who do fictional books and i'm like i i I don't understand fictional (laughs) authors how i'm like any any fictional author where they're just writing a story about these conversations that these characters are having i'm like yeah like who the hell are these people like are they they're like real people in your head or in your heart and it's like you just they're so real it's like and my friend is a a movie maker and she's saying like she's like yeah like it's all in my head like i know where i know where the fridge is i know what's in the fridge i know where the coffee table is and i'm i'm i love those people they're yeah, fascinating so cool. like to i don't know how they they really practice being imaginative imaginative and didn't get turned off when their grade 1 teacher tells them not to draw outside the lines right they're like fuck you i'm gonna yeah, draw really scared me <laughs> yeah and there's yeah the deep roots for sure yeah <laughs> i mean you've already said so many good things but would you like to leave a quote to end oh gosh a quote put you on the spot i didn't put that question on the... i'm trying to think take your time I have, I like, I'm just going to check quickly my phone because I screenshot quotes all the time. I wish I was like one of those people that'd be like, oh, well, there's this really great quote by, <laughs> I just like can't. Or, or you're like, or you're like in, in, uh, in reflection of what we just talked about, you're like, I'm going to build a quote and like. Yes, I actually have one and I, it came to me in my head. So I'm very proud of myself, but we were talking about, um, back I wanted to say it back then but the conversation kind of flowed about how someone's always going to be putting out better content than you and like all this stuff and someone's always going to be doing it better I mean 
just like even based on like equipment and stuff like there's always the next best thing but I wanted to say like to me I always have to say to myself comparison is the theft of joy and like I like that is like my little reminder always or even when I'm like wanting to put out a project and I'm like oh it's not gonna be good enough they're gonna judge it I'm like no because like that's the theft of joy like you're don't you want joy in your life so why would you why would you take that away from yourself out of fear of judgment or comparison? So I wish I had a better one, but that's what I got that's, tonight. That's an amazing <laughs> one. There's that, that self-criticism thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why, why do we need to compare? It's like back in the day when there wasn't this much access to the internet, yeah. you, you didn't really know what's on the other side of the world and you could, it might have been easier to express yourself and just be because there wasn't as much external factors and people that were potentially putting you down or or stopping you from expressing yourself yeah totally yeah so that's that's my final words (laughs) yeah that's awesome okay thank you very much kelsey and uh i'm curious what else is on your 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 list for 2019 that's a good idea oh, i put be on a podcast <laughs> no way i did i put it after you <laughs> but i was like it's something to cross off yeah accomplished yes i did one thing just little things like say hi to a stranger in the line just like little things that i was like i'm gonna write it out because then i'll do it that's good uh, yeah. yeah exactly write yeah. it out yeah exactly and if i don't do it i'll be like oh I didn't say hi to one person in a line in all of 2019 and then I'll do it in 2020. <laughs> That's really cool to, yeah. because if you don't write it out, then it's just in your brain and it like, it could kind of fade away. But if you write it out and then like store it with all these other papers, eventually you'll come back to it and you'll look at it and you'll be like, Oh, and like, you're like, I want to throw out this piece of paper that has 10 things on it, but they're not all checked off. And it's like this unfinished spiritual baggage that you're, you're like, I need to do this. So that's a really good idea to help people do things is just to write it out. And yeah, and to... Totally. And because I'm like you and my thing is filming, I was thinking of like filming. Obviously, when I say hi to a stranger in the line, I'm not going to film it. But like the bigger things, I could like record me doing them or like record moments from it and like make a make a video (laughs) that that's a really good idea that would be a really cool video i i i I think before you go i think the fact that there isn't a shortage of cool content out there there's still room to be unique and which is if you can find that uniqueness is really cool but doing a video like i've seen videos where people get like their twitter followers or whatever to tell them to do crazy things which which are like cool like that's a good idea and but even to just just do what you just said to to write out a hundred things or get people to write out a hundred cool uh, things and gosh, then be- you write me some because I re- I've, I've lost track at th- like 35 and I was like there's nothing more for me to do yeah and just ju- <laughs> just sim- sure yeah just remind me it's- five things yeah and 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 you can that could lead to a few into new things which is cool and it's 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 a great way to learn how to take action and to 
get out of your comfort zone and be spontaneous. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to, now you've inspired me. I'm going to like ask all my closest friends to send me five things to do to add to my list and And, then I'll record it or something. Yeah. You know, like when you're at, you're somewhere and someone from a bachelor or bachelorette party comes up yeah, to they you. Have and, the list. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, we're on a treasure hunt. Like we need to find someone. Um, need to kiss who... the bride. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's cool. Like that, that makes me feel like people are being like, um, in their childhood again. Yeah, totally. We don't do that enough as adults. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to shut down. You could abruptly okay. stop if you okay, want. Okay. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Well, now, it was really great talking to you. And I look forward to hearing from it. And I hope you have a really good trip. And I hope to see you when you get back. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, goodbyes. Goodbyes are always the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you you so much for taking the time. And enjoy your last, your next month in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I'll see you when I get back for sure. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye. And there you have it. Everybody back on the bus, please. Time to head home. Thank you so much for listening. And hopefully we were able to add some culture and creativity to your life. Next episode is actually a mystery. It's been over two years since I've recorded an episode. So I'm sure season three will bring a metamorphosis of its own. If these stories and energy are resonating with you, Give it a follow or subscribe, and please feel welcome to leave a comment or review. You can find the audio version on Apple Podcasts or the video version on our YouTube channel. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jeffasaurus Rex, and remember, stay curious, vicarious.